five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. That was a big mountain country. Fun, fun boogie. Was that fun? Did you boogie? Uh, this is part of my commitment to find you new music. I spent a couple hours last night going down the indie rock rabbit hole. And I found about five tracks that I'm going to play. And I just played one of them. That's Big Mountain. Fun, fun boogie. That was a fun song, wasn't it? So I, I did a little uh, search on Big Mountain. And I'm thinking, well, you know, maybe they're from Nashville or Downey, California, or maybe they're from, oh, I don't know, Austin. They, they have that kind of a hipster look to them. I was very surprised to find out where they were from. Very surprised. I'll show you here just a second. I just have to uh, find their band page. It's right here. Big Mountain County are back for more with a second helping of sweaty psych sex rock on their latest offering somewhere else. This adored Rome-based band. These guys are from Rome. Four-piece band, based four-piece band, took a year out from their grueling touring ways in order to dig deep, composing their new material. For these boys, it's been all about solid live performances and psych rock from the get-go. In just a few years, the band has earned international claim for the European tours and participation in festivals at Binic. They were invited to perform two years in a row, and at Rome Psych Fest, the press unanimously declared them the best live band of 2016. As a consequence, they sold out of First Press Vinyls and Gas Vintage Records, their label at the time, had to put a rush on the second pressing of their first album, Breaking Sound. 2016 saw them embark on an extensive tour schedule and as a testament to the strength of their stunning performances, Area Pirate Records released the live album Anarch Chronicle in November 2016. BMC released a 12-inch split with Lame... Torino, Italy, out for Anibal Records, Forenzi, Italy, followed by gigs in Italy, France, and Belgium. So these guys are from Italy. I could have sworn they were from, you know, some kind of indie, alt-rock, American backwater. I was, I, I really like that tune. I mean, look, let's be honest. They're not breaking any new ground, but the old ground that they're retelling, they're doing a good job of it. 
was fun, cheesy video, a little bit of Bollywood, not taking themselves too seriously. Anyway, tomorrow, guess what? You're going to get another new band that I've spent time digging through the indie rock tunnels and rabbit holes of Spotify, which is where I found them. Anyway, uh, we got a little bit of a different setup today. I'm standing up. I'm feeling kinetic. I got the Twin Towers behind me to my right. Well, actually, I'd have to flip it around. So this would be my left. Well, my my right is actually my left. We got Dirty Harry, and then we have the man with no name over there from uh, Fistful of Dollars, which I believe is one of the top 100 movies of all time. And, and Dirty Harry's right up there too, don't get me wrong. But, um, and it's kind of interesting too. Okay, here's a crossover, which I wasn't really thinking about. Clint Eastwood goes to Italy, reinvents the Western, the spaghetti Western. They had the Westerns there before, trust me, they had plenty. I've seen a lot of non-Clint Eastwood spaghetti Westerns and a lot of them are really bad, really bad. Some are okay, but Clint Eastwood, the Sergio Leone version of the Spaghetti Western is at the top of the pyramid. And it's a pretty precipitous drop to the next level. There, there's a few, there's a few good ones that are not all Clint. One of the Spaghetti Westerns that's pretty good is uh, A Fistful of Dynamite with Eli Wallach and James Coburn. That's a pretty good movie. I have to say, and it's a political film and it's about revolution. And it's about ultimately how revolution doesn't work, which is, I mean, it, it, it's not pointing out, Leone is not pointing out the foibles of the system that is generating people's desire to revolt against the system where there is a huge gap of inequity it's the fact that they just can't do it. Anyway, I'm not going to bring you any more spoilers. But we have Big Mountain County, not Big Mountain Country, Big Mountain County, who are from Italy playing psychobilly, which is a very, a very American thing, right? So somehow the sound waves and vibrations of psychobilly bands like the Cramps made it to Rome, Italy. Just like at one point, Clint Eastwood made his way to Italy as well. Although I do believe they shot, even though they're Italian productions, they shot a lot of those movies in Spain. So they might've been, I don't know, what would you call it? Like Spanish food has nothing to do with Mexican food. Spanish food, is really good. I mean, for a while, it was pretty pretty bland, and then it wasn't bland <laughs> because the Spaniards really went <clears throat> really went all in on very very high cuisine and very modern cuisine. Anyway, how is everybody? We got a lot to talk about today, as always. And as always, let me go in and give you a good morning. 
in chat. Who do we have here? Let's see what do we got. We got, of course, I was in a little bit early today. We got TJ. We got Ryan. Uh, let's see. I am back on Twitter. It's one of those things, you know, it's like, what do I, how do I come back on Twitter? You know, I'm just not going to really make a big deal out of it. Because some people do. It's like, hey, I'm back. I'm out of jail. You know, I'm not going to give Twitter, not that Twitter gives a shit, but I'm not going to give Twitter the uh, opportunity to suck my loosh. I'm just going to get back into Twitter like none of this shit ever happened. Because really, that's the best way to roll. Uh, Queen Lisa, she's checking in. Reads the 18th. Oh, today's the 19th. Okay, Tom, I'll have to edit that. Why don't I just edit that now? I can do it right now. Like a real-time edit. Tom does a great job at quality control, I have to say. Look at that. Ye speak and I listen. Kabuki Theater's here. Hi, Kabuki. There he is, DJ MC. There's Sony. Hi, Sony. Wendy says, CC, what's going on, CC? Jay Kaiser, Gucci the Goddess. She's the Goddess. You've heard of God and Goddess. Jake's the goatus. Snow's melting today. Well, thank God for that. Snow shit should be over. The two Clints are back. Yes. I got my wingmen. Let's see who else do we have here. I love snake juice. Made me feel so special last November. Well, I can't see Clint without hearing the infamous whistle in my head. Do you know there was... Um, a form of music in England where whistling was like a big deal. I think there was this guy named Dick Whittington and he was a professional whistler and he had a band and all he did was whistle. He didn't sing. He just whistled with the band. Like how fucking bizarre is that? The English made some bizarre music. And I think the whistling part got transferred into Winchester Cathedral. You know that really weird song, Winchester Cathedral, You're Letting Me Down, and there's a whistling part in there. I think that was part of the of whistle-mania. England went through a whistle-mania phase. Let's see. Bollywood Boogie, that was fun, right? Wasn't that cool? Is Hucklebuck here? I thought I saw a Hucklebuck reference. Empath in the house. Here's Hucklebuck411 checking in with us. Yeah, snake oil. We'll talk about snake water for sure. Some interesting stuff with the snake. Snake world. Let's see who else do we have. Anybody new? There's Maurice. 100. That I think Maurice is like planting the seeds to the future. That's what that's what the 100 is about. Maurice is going to, he says, damn it, I'm going to hit 100. And I bet you will. Maurice, by the way, one of the most interesting people you've never met. 
And one of the reasons he's interesting, because I've never seen so somebody smoke so much and still be alive. That in and of itself puts Maurice into an entirely different category than just about any other human. If I was a scientist, I'd study Maurice. Like, why the fuck is this guy not getting cancer or emphysema? We got we to gotta find out what his special sauce is. It's pretty impressive. Taze, Rocky. We got Rocky. We got Lionsgate. Oh, wait. Who else do we have? Kelly B. Oh, my God. Kelly B's already, already uh, gave Kelly B a virtual hug. Okay. I think we're all caught up here. We are all caught up. Okay. What do we get into uh, today's show? And uh, we'll get into this snake thing and then some. All right. Let me go into, first of all, I wanted to show you some photos of the Moskva, which supposedly has sunk or was sunk. This is from rents.com, now known as Alt News, because I think he might have sold his news feed. I don't know. Because he changed it. He used to say rents.com up there. And I, you know, I don't, it's like rents.com or alt news, or it says rents.com up here, but alt news here. It's not my go-to, but I do go to, I do go to Jeff every now and then to find stuff like this. So this is the ship that got sunk. Okay. So what do I think about this ship? First of all, it looks old. I could be wrong, but it looks old. Looks a little better there. Looks a little more modern there, if this is a representation of the ship. And then here, we got trouble on board. So apparently, this ship was sunk by the Allied forces using a drone that supposedly was guided and direct guided well fired by england guided and directed by the us through elon musk's starlink system now we did a bit of a deep dive on elon musk in the past few days i don't think elon musk really invented anything it doesn't mean he's not smart i think he's got some intelligence he's got that uranus in the uh, third house which is pretty inventive trying Saturn, but he's always dealing with mainstream supporters or mainstream backers. We got into this before. We got into it on Sunday night, the, the Venus and the 12th house and all that shit, right? So now there's a beef between uh, Putin and Musk. Now Putin says, I'm going to get Elon Musk. That's the word on the street, right? Because supposedly Starlink provided the coordinates. It's, it, so this whole thing with Elon Musk and the outsourcing of American technology is a very interesting kind of development because it really gets into where we're headed with Pluto and Aquarius, moving away from this whole idea of the state. So we have corporations doing the work of the state, which is really what Elon Musk is doing, right? 
He's being subsidized, of course, with Tesla. Are you coming up here? Are you coming up here? I know it's not the couch. It's not It's not as cool as the couch. He was up here already today. He's a little uh, conflicted. You can go over to the couch if you want. That's exactly where he's going. So Musk is the new model. He has a private company subsidized by the government. Um, <clears throat> but he has two private companies. SpaceX is subsidized by NASA. NASA's like, nah, we're not building rockets. You go ahead and build rockets. We'll pay you to build rockets. And Starlink, again, that's something that you know, before NASA theoretically would launch the satellites into space or low Earth orbit. And then they would provide the, the digital network and surveillance and all that stuff. But now it's Elon Musk, right? They're outsourcing everything. So he is a symbol of the times that we're in. What are you doing, Jasper? It's weird. All right, let's get into some of this snake stuff because this is part of one of the reasons why we have the title today. I'm actually going to talk about snake oil too. Apparently snake oil is not bad for you. And there was a big uh, food safety act, if I'm not mistaken, of 1906 that the FDA brought down. And, and really what that was about was that was about the lords of allopathic medicine, i.e. the Rockefellers, were getting the United States government to essentially clamp down on natural remedies, which is weird because that's how Rockefeller made his money. Old man Rockefeller was a snake oil salesman. So what he did, he would show up at these revivals and circuses and he would sell these oils and, you know, these poultices. I mean, that's what he did. That's where he made his money until, of course, he found that, uh, that black snake oil, which is oil, right? All right, so let's get into this a little bit here. We'll talk about the actual uses of snake oil. And there, there are uses, real uses. Uh, Zelensky... He's out of control. He's a fucking cokehead. We know that. But I want to get into the snake oil stuff. Oh, apparently Gonzalo Lira has gone missing. So it's been four days since they found they they've seen him. So here, let me let me I'll I'll get to the snake stuff. Let me talk a little bit about Gonzalo Lira. Look, I don't want harm to come to anybody, unless of course they're complete shit bags. In which case, you know, let God's work be done, right? So I wasn't a huge fan. I felt like he was a little strangely condescending in some ways. Um, but if this is true, he was on the front lines and giving people some insight as to what was happening now, he, he was a resident of Ukraine. I guess he'd lived there for, what, about 10 years? Maybe 15? That's what I've read. But at some point, right, like, you, you probably are thinking, you know, maybe I should tap out. Maybe I should tap out for a while 
and um, kind of go undercover or get my family the fuck out of Ukraine, right? But he didn't do that. And I'm not necessarily blaming him. I don't know what his motivations are around that. And I'm assuming he's not a cutout and just somebody that they put out there and now they're extracting that. I don't want to go down that path, although I'm sure I could. But at some point, you're like, you know, dude, you should probably you should probably redirect. I'm trying to figure out what his sign is. I think he's a Leo. I think he's a Leo. And sometimes Leos can suffer from the nothing's going to happen to me mentality. Fire signs are like that. They're all like that. Fire signs are like that because they burn. And it's like if they burn hot enough and bright enough, they will uh, dissolve and melt and singe anything around them. Right. That's usually how fire signs operate. I think he's a Leo, if I'm not mistaken. I looked up, I, I somehow I stumbled upon his birthday. Anyway, look, if he's, I, I, I hope, I hope he's okay. I'm just throwing that out there. And you know, it's really interesting. It's like Brittany Griner, who is an, a WNBA player, and she got busted for having her vape, and I think she had hash oil that she was vaping with, some kind of a, a, a hash product. And she's in a Russian jail now, and she's gotten a shit ton of press, like putting all this pressure to try to get Brittany Grinder out because she was playing in Russia. I think she was having some kind of a... She'd been there for a while. She was doing some kind of a, uh, a tour Right. I think it doesn't, is it, the WNBA happens after the NBA season is over and then nobody gives a shit about it. Sorry. It's true though. So she was over in Russia, I think playing a second season for another team and she was making really good money for her. I think she's making upwards of $200,000, maybe 250,000 in Russia. Plus probably got an apartment plus room and board, plus, well, board, she has an apartment, plus some kind of advertising and sponsorship opportunities. So she, she was making pretty good money there. She got caught when she was leaving the country with a uh, controlled substance. So now she's in jail. If she's even a she, which I have some doubts about, but that's another show. Are people in the West and the Western press going to have the same kind of outcry for Gonzalo Lira? Hasn't happened. You know, back in the day, that was a big deal, right? That was something the State Department would get involved with. And, you know, let's be honest, right? He's, do again, I'm just going to check the box and say he's legit for because I think at this point, if he's missing, and he's not an asset. It's probably the right thing to do, right? But he was giving people some insight and some coverage as to what's going on there that the mainstream press clearly is not doing, not doing at all. So for that, I tip my cap, but I think at some point I would have tapped out. In a situation like that, volatile, no rules, and nobody backing you up, and you're talking shit about the United He talked a lot of shit about the United States. That's the other thing. 
he was kind of like maybe Ezra Pound for a minute there in Ukraine, using the internet as his state-owned radio station. So he was talking shit about the U.S. And he was kind of propping up Russia. And some of the things he said, most things were not untrue. They weren't untrue. So he wasn't making any fans in the government inside of the U.S. That wasn't happening at all, right? So why would they take two or three steps extra to go and try to free him? Not going to happen. Um, apparently, there was a judge in Florida last night that ruled you don't have to wear a mask on a plane. Well, ain't that ain't that a big deal, right? Now, apparently, the TSA has said to the Biden administration, we're done with masks. So this is actually kind of a big blow. Now, the interpretation of the law states that it can be left up to the individual company or, uh, in this case, like with the MTA, a public service and the MTA said, no, nah, you got to wear a mask. You got to wear a mask because Frank James wore a mask. And if Frank James wore a mask, well, you can wear a mask too. MTA, by the way, means Manhattan Transit Authority. Not the singing group who I couldn't stand. I hated that group. Like there, there were some groups back then, artists back in the 70s, of course, I was a teenager and I couldn't appreciate the fine vocal harmonies of the Manhattan transfer. I still can't, actually. But that, they were one of them. It's like, ooh. They would always show up on talk shows and kind of cool and kind of hip. I'm like, ah. You know, cue up the who. My generation, that's not my generation. Who else was like that? Um, I think Dr. Buzzard and the Savannah Band was another one of those groups. I'm like, what the fuck is this? You know who else I didn't like? And I'm probably going to get some blowback here. I didn't like Leon Redbone. Right? He did all that kind of 1920 sort of. But Leon Redbone was kind of Tom Waits before Tom Waits was Tom Waits in some ways. Although Tom Waits is. Way more radical than Leon Redbone. It's just, those are, you know, the saying, not my favorite bands. Anyway, the TSA has done this to the Biden administration. Big fuck you. That's not to you, by the way, who's watching this. But to the Biden administration, it's kind of a big blow, right? And, and the reason why all the airlines have followed suit, I'll tell you why, is that if one airline says we're not going to have the mask mandates anymore, people who want to ride mask or fly mask free, they will go to that airline and they will have the shit booked out of their airline. All their flights. Meanwhile, the other airlines will be sitting around with their thumbs up their asses like, oh, wow, Southwest is doing all this business. Maybe we should uh, get rid of the mask. And that's exactly what happened. And you know, the employees that have got, had to fly in these fucking planes and wear these masks and be at high altitude where the oxygen is dubious anyway, including 
the cabin, although the cabin, I think probably gets, I don't know if the cabin gets its own oxygen pumped in or it's the same as the plane. I would think and hope that the cabin oxygen would be better. And there's been a lot of casualties with these pilots. I mean, there was one that happened recently where he, I think the pilot was a he, landed and had a freaking heart attack when he landed. And they had to, they had to bring emergency onto the plane and uh, haul him out of there. So this is, this is a good day in terms of, now this was a judge who was appointed by Donald Trump in Florida. She's a federal judge. Now, could they go higher? Could the Biden administration challenge this ruling? Oh, they could. They could. But do they want to now? Because um, Katanji Brown Jackson has not stepped onto the court because Stephen Breyer has to retire. So they would have to have a decision. And Breyer's kind of a lame duck. And he would probably vote the same way as K KBJ. But he's been on the court for a very long time, which means, and, and these court guys, these Supreme Court people, they're basically untouchable, but they have dirt. Scalia had dirt. Scalia, like, was into weird shit. He was into weird shit. He, he was into rough trade, and that's why he got his throat slit. Just keeping it real, right? So could they hold something over on Stephen Breyer? Maybe. Possible. It's possible. So I don't and, – and what if – just based on the numbers of the court right now, that they run this up to the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court rules in favor of the federal judge at a lower level. Well, they're fucked. They're totally fucked and they'll never be able to do the mass thing again. So it's a big gamble for the Biden administration. And um, Raggedy Ann has been talking about, well, we're looking at our options right now. You know, fuck your options. We don't need your fucking options. I was on Twitter yesterday and uh, Colin Cowherd, who's one of the biggest fucking front runners um, I've ever run across. Colin Cowherd has a, uh, he's got a sports show. He's got a number of them. He's, he's on, he's on Fox. He got his start on ESPN. I used to listen to him on the radio in San Diego. Back in the day on the radio, I actually liked him. But he's a Capricorn, so what does he do? He goes all in on being corporate and conservative. So when you're a corporate conservative, you're actually a liberal because you are leaning into the trends, right? You're leaning into uh, the, um, the policy of the, uh, the current regime Right. So let me show you this tweet from Colin Cowherd. We'll come back to the uh, snake oil stuff. All right there. I got some tweets saved too. Flying to Italy in May. Mask mandate lifted. Deserves a celebration. But party too much in a Chicago. In a Chicago? You did party too much. It's actually in Chicago to generate the energy tonight. For two years, 
Colin Cowherd said nothing, nothing. And for people like, oh, Kyrie Irving, who were not down with the vaccine, Colin had harsh words for these athletes. Now, all of a sudden, he's going to celebrate. He claims he's been vaccinated twice, whatever. And it's like, I fucking hate this shit. Because there are people who have been tirelessly swimming against the tide on this thing. I'd like to think that the concerted collective effort of people who have been doing that somehow through the ripple effect in the unified field and chaos theory that it actually made a difference with this ruling. And what does he do? He's just going to fucking piggyback on it because for the last two years, he just did whatever the fuck Fox or anybody else told him to do. Why? He didn't want to sacrifice his little cushy gig. He didn't want to sacrifice any kind of corporate sponsorships because, oh, he's taking a, an unscientific, he's taking an unscientific stance here. We can't have that. So now he wants to party and celebrate. It's like, dude. And this is, this is what happens. You know, we get a lot of people, and most of you who are watching this and listening to this, by the way, shout out to the uh, podcast listeners. This is what you've been doing. You've been fighting. You've been in the trenches for the last two years. When this thing happened, I realized that this is it, right? This is the stand. It's all or nothing, which is why I committed to doing a podcast six days a week, right? Six days. I used to take Mondays off. This is why, this is why I committed to this. Like, it's on and we have to push back. This is the only thing I can do. I can talk. I can put things together. There are enough like-minded spirits and souls that we can generate a little bit of force here, right? And I'd like to think it had some kind of an impact. And we'll still have some kind of an impact, or else I should just pack it in and not do anything. Meanwhile, Colin Cowherd doesn't do shit has the worst takes in sports. And when it's all sudden done, hey, I'd like to celebrate the mask thing, but I just got too partied out in a Chicago, whatever the fuck in the Chicago is. So he's a front runner. That's what Colin Cow. I talk about, I hate front runners. And if you're watching this video or listening to this, you're not a front runner. I can guarantee you, you were never a front runner. You were probably the person that was the least, the least socially adaptable in high school. I guarantee you. Now, some people are probably quite social in high school and might have had very fine high school lives where they did fine high school things like be a cheerleader or play in the band. But I, I guarantee you, the majority of you were not that. And you might have had a few social activities which helped you normalize your life. But if you're watching this podcast and listening to this stream or listening to the podcast and watching this stream, pretty good chance you didn't fit in. 
which is why you're here. And I embrace that because I sure as hell didn't fit in. What are some of these tweets I've saved? Let me go back here. I got that song in my head now. Fun, fun, boogie, fun, fun, boogie, yeah. Can't get out of my head now. All right, well, we're going to get into the snake stuff, I promise you. But I got to play this, because I, I, I saved some of these tweets last night. And this was kind of a, a big save. Did you guys see Biden with the Easter Bunny? It was his handler. The Easter Bunny was his handler. Watch. I'm going to show you. Watch this. This is this is just fucking pathetic. Here he is. Here comes the Easter Bunny. It's like, nope, nope, nope. What do you bet that's Jill? I bet that's Jill Biden in the rabbit suit. You see that? He got handled by the Easter Bunny, dressed in revolutionary purple, by the way. Nope, nope, can't have that, can't have that. So the Easter Bunny is either Jill Biden or a Secret Service agent, one of the two. Laughing stock of the planet right now. And it's all deliberate. It's all about demoralizing the American public. It's like, haha, fuck you. All right, I promised to get into the snake oil stuff. All right, let me get back to where we need to be. Bump, bump, boogie, fun, fun, boogie. It's a catchy tune. Here we go. All right. So we were there, Gonzalo Lira. Yeah, man, if it's true. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe Putin can rescue you. Okay. Bhakti Burkhart pathology results show 93% of people who died after being vaxxed were killed by the bioweapon injection. So this is a really important part. We're going to get to the snake stuff. It's coming. Liberal gender ideologies imposed on Western children could change Western civilization for generations. I guess this is an Ian Miles Cheong, whom I'm not a big fan of. I used to follow him on Twitter. I don't follow him. Um, but he's right. You know, he's absolutely right. And I'll tell you what's going to happen. And I've talked about this again before, but for the sake of repetition for the people that are new here, you're going to have a bunch of pissed off young people. By the time they hit their early 20s, they're going to realize that they were hoodwinked, that they were coerced, that anytime that you're like a teenager, you know, back in the day, if you were a teenager and you were confused and you were in that metamorphic phase and you were alienated, what did you do? You listen to rebellious fucking music, right? Heavy metal, punk rock, hip hop. That's how you rebelled. Maybe you dyed your hair. I don't know. Green. You put it into a buzz cut. Maybe you got a tattoo. Back in the day, we didn't get tattoos. 
only sailors, Marines, and dudes into SNM got tattoos. But that's what you would do. That's how you rebelled. Now, how do you rebel? Mom, gee, let me cut my dick off. Let me let me get my tits removed while I'm away at college and start to transition. This is the new form of rebellion. They have branded this as rebellion because they know that when teenagers go through the Saturn opposition at 14, they are compelled to move away from the socializing influence that they were born into, i.e. the family and the father. So that's what happens at 14. You go through the Saturn opposition, 14, 15, 16, right? That's when it happens. Saturn cycles are seven years. When you're born, right, seven years after you're born, Saturn's in the opposite place that it was when you were born. And I've talked about this astrologically. The first seven years is the first Saturn square, which aligns with socialization and going to school. Six, seven years of age. This is what happens. That's, of course, if you do that. Some kids are homeschooled. But then you get to the Saturn opposition at 14, and you're defining who you are against the place that you came from. So now we've got a bunch of enablers. We have a huge, huge army of enablers. They're called fucked up parents. And then we also have the media, and we have Drag Queen Story Hour, and we have these school boards, and we have the infiltration of the teachers union by intersectional cultural Marxists whose sole goal is to corrupt and turn your child because they hate you. They hate what you stand for. And your child is a prime target. One, they might get to, you know, groom your child. And then they're, they're, uh, their pink army can have another recruit and can be used for very specific purposes at a very early age, right? The other thing that, that they're doing is they are absolutely intent on destroying the family and destroying Christianity. And I, again, I was baptized. I have no problem with Christianity, right? I don't have any problem with Christianity. I do think that Christianity is being used in a lot of ways to legitimize people, or if you're a Christian, to delegitimize people who might have something interesting to say, whose values might be quite good, but because they're not Christian enough, you don't get to join the club. Sorry, once you take Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and say it 50 times a day on Twitter, then you'll be Christian enough. How many of those people that do that are really that Christian? Uh, not many. I'd say, a few, well, let me say this. I think that there are, there is a percentage of people who front because they know that they can front. I'll show you another example of that. Okay, so we got this whole thing going on with the kids. I just had to stop there because it's a problem. And these kids around 20 years old, when they hit that second Saturn square at 21, they're going to have a giant what the fuck moment i'm telling you a giant what the fuck moment and they're going to look around and they're going to be suicidal 
confused. The only way that they're not suicidal and confused is if they keep going down that radicalized path. If they keep going down that radicalized path, they never have to confront themselves, right? They, they just become like a spore or a virus that is infecting other people. But some won't. And when that happens, there's going to be hell to pay. Because some of these kids, I've talked about this before, they're going to be royally pissed. Royally pissed. And the parents who've gone along with the program, who virtue signaled that their kid is now all of a sudden transitioning, and they're the best fucking parent in the world because they're allowing their child to choose their course of action in life, not based on anything that's really authentic, but some kind of institutional program that has been set into play. These parents are going to have hell to pay. And right now, they're taking victory laps. They, you, can, you can see them. They're on Facebook. They're on Instagram. Sometimes they're on Twitter. They're taking fucking victory laps. Mark my words, by the time we get into Saturn, Saturn and Pisces won't really bring it up. I mean, it will but not to the extent that Saturn and Aries will. When Saturn goes into Aries and there's that conjunction with Neptune, you're going to have a lot of people that are going to be waking up to the fact that they got fucked over. And woe unto the parents that did this. I guarantee you some of these parents will lose their lives. Their kids will be so fucking pissed that they will be genocidal. Just, I'm just saying the only way out for these kids who have gone down this path, because you can't reverse it, right? You can't put those breasts back on. Once they're gone, they're gone. You know, once you clip and snip the junk, it's gone. You can't, that's, that is, that is, that is a journey where there's a point of no return. That is the biological cul-de-sac. And when they wake up, and by the way, if they don't get their hormones, what's going to happen? If there's ever, ever a shutdown of the system and they're not getting their hormones, you give them 30 days, they will go fucking bananas. Bananas. They'll have competing hormones inside of their body. They won't be able to redress the imbalance. It will be a shit show for these people. And they won't be, they, there's a very good chance they won't be able to control themselves. That's a form of snake oil, by the way. Transgenderism and transhumanism is a form of snake oil. By the way, the Yuval Harari show is up on 15 Minutes of Flame, both in terms of its <clears throat> visual content, right, the stream itself, and the podcast. So if you're interested in listening to Sanity versus Insanity, you can go check that out. All right, let's get back to Rents here because I, I do want to get into the snake stuff. Let's see. So Russia is still selling gas to Europe and it's going through Ukraine. Nobody shut that down. I mean, you would think, right, if you were Zelensky and you were really intent on fucking up the Russians, wouldn't you like blow up that pipeline? It's not happening. Police in Shanghai destroying vegetables of local residents. Lockdown, shortage of food. 
why are the communists losing it? Because they have to be involved in a perpetual fucking revolution. That's why it's part of the system. They have to continue to purge and be in a continued state of revolution and change. If they're not doing that. They're not living up to the tabula rasa of their ideology. And then they're fucked. So they're going to eat their own. They always do, by the way. Let's see. I'm trying to find the snake stuff. Getting closer. Hold on. Here, I'm just going to do this. A quick, quick search here. Here we go. Oh, okay. Hold on. All right, we got a bit of a lull in the podcast here. Hold on. But I promise it won't be for long. I hate dead air. Okay. Well, that's interesting. Government meters coming to private water wells. That was in, that was in what, 2014? That was a long time ago. Could happen. Could happen. Let me get back here. Let me just try to scroll through this. Because now Dr. Artis is walking his snake water back. Yeah, here we go. Vax pilot's heart stops in cockpit minutes after landing at an American Airlines flight. Yeah. Happened. That's what I was talking about. Uh, let's see. The Democrats will not upload Hunter Biden's laptop. Gee, I wondered why. Pioneering trans psychologist says too many teens are taking hormones because it's trendy. This is exactly what I'm talking about. It's a, it's just, it's a fucking way to be cool, right? It's a way to be cool. Thumb your nose at the world, at the system. If your parents are anti-trans, even better. Okay. Still going through this. Duck, duck, go. In my world is duck, duck, gone. I don't use it anymore. I'm trying some new search engines. The one thing I like about duck, duck, go, and I will say this, is that duck, duck, go has um, good P good PNGs, good transparencies, Right. Because I use transparency sometimes to uh, create thumbnails. Now, here's a truck out here. I got to tell you, I'm in the country, and here's a truck that is just parked right in the view of where I'm standing right now. Now, they could be dealing with the uh, field across the street, 
but my paranoia has definitely been raised. Hold on one second. Let me test my theory. I'll be right back. All right, having a little chit chat. Okay, here we go. I'm still looking for the snake oil stuff, the snake water. Yeah, Dr. Artis has, is pushing this, she, he's pushing back on this. He's walking it back. Well, I never claimed to be an authority on water. Really? And then why did you do it? Why did you do it? Okay, so this was like a pinned tweet. All right, so I'm just gonna have to um, improvise here because the tweet seems to have, not even a pinned tweet, um, pinned post. So here's, <coughs> There's something very wrong with Dr. Rock. You know, Robert Malone now is talking about fucking adrenochrome, right? That Robert Malone is getting into Sidney Powell territory, Lynn Wood territory. Again, like somebody sent me an email about Robert. And again, I, I really like this person. Super smart, sends me a lot of good shit. So I'm not here demeaning the person because he watches this show. So just, just mad respect, right? But I was sent an email with Robert Malone coming out. He's like, he's getting all red-pilled and shit, right? And I'm like, why does he get to make a shit ton of money off of vaccines? Because Robert Malone is probably worth double digits in the millions, okay? Let's just be honest with that. You go and look at his background, the guy's made a shit ton of money on vaccines. And now he gets to have his Saul Paul on the road to Damascus moment. He's like Colin Cowherd. He's exactly like Colin Cowherd. He's a front runner. He was a front runner with vaccines. And, and we've gone down his rabbit hole. We looked at where he's been, the work he's done, including Zika, and having these injections set up for people in Brazil where the babies are born with tiny heads and shrunken brains. Oh, that's Zika virus. So now we've got to come up with, guess what? A Zika vaccine. Robert Malone was all up in that shit, as they say. So he gets to make all this money. And now he's like, Oh, what the world is evil, masturbation, psychosis. Did you know that there's child trafficking and adrenochrome? It's like all of a sudden he's becoming a fucking truther, okay? Look, if it's real, you know, hey, welcome to the party, dude. Now, why don't you do something with all that money that you've made on the backs of other people and cultivating the crisis in order to make the money that you've made? Why don't you spread that around a little bit? Maybe I'll take it a little bit more seriously. All right, let's talk about the snake water thing. And by the way, it has nothing to do with the person who sent me that email. 
You know who you are. You're, you're a good dude. I respect you. It's just my way of being able to articulate these things. Um, so, all right. What happened was last week, and I sent this out to people on the 11th House Telegram page. And it was a recording with um, Jeff France and this woman, Erica. Here it is right here. Uh, snake venom in your tap water or latest, latest disinformation psyop. <clears throat> they did another. Here it is right here. I found it. So apparently your body actually creates something that mimics snake venom, which I wasn't aware of. We're learning more about the body, aren't we? Through this whole COVID thing. Uh, here we go. So this is the link. I'm going to put it into the chat and I may play, I may play just a snippet here. So let me throw this in chat. Right there, paste. There you go. All right, I'm going to try to find the uh, the part of the recording where artists sounds a little miffed, a little frustrated, a little resentful. Why? Because. He's been found out. All right, what do we got here? The actual infectious agent, the, the virus. How, how does this figure in? Where did this, where did this come from? We know where. All right, let me just go back here. And there are others who accepted it on blind faith. That... All right, I'm just going to play a little bit of this because I don't want to get to the part where, because I don't have it bookmarked but i want to get to the part where he actually plays a clip from artists on mike adams show here we go and about it you can't knock everybody i'm not going to even name names but it's something that needed to be explored thoroughly before being released and it wasn't they were on a quick hit agenda and they got it out there they put their trailer out and then they put the, the whole main body of work out there the reaction to it was immediate. There were a few who saw it for what it was. Um, some statements in, in search of proof. And there were others who accepted it on blind faith as being the truth. It's in the water. That's how they did it. They made us sick with king cobra and crate snake venom. Well, I'm, I'm being superficial about this, but the results of the launch of this were mixed at best. And so what we have now is a, uh, what would you call it, damage control? Uh, there's an effort underway to make it seem like the message was really missed in the documentary conversation that was presented. Again, I'm just being rather superficial because I don't have the time to go into the details of it, but uh, when you saw it, uh, oh, my partner Erica is here, of course. Sorry, I didn't get off in my routine. I'm trying to cover all this. Welcome back to Erica. 
Hi, Jeff. Thank you. Good to be back. All right. Uh, under these circumstances, that's saying a lot. Um, yeah, it is. Now, what I want to do, well, I've lost my my soundbite. Hey, doggone it. All right. There are certain factors that are a matter of record. This is not new. The idea that there are snake venom peptide sequences as a result of either the viral infection and or the bioweapon inoculation, the injection. They're there. But that's not the only thing that's there. Tell, tell our listeners what some of the other items that are in somehow either the COVID vax, we'll call it that for fun, or the actual infectious agent, the, the virus. How, how does this figure in? Where did this, where did this come from? We know where it came from, but let's just help our listeners stay right up on, on the front page here. Where did this originally come from? It's not new. There's a hint for you. Uh, I'll give you a date. March 15th of 2021. I'll give you a country. Italy. Take it from there. Go ahead. Well, okay. So, yeah, as of March of last year, there was a article published in the Anti-Empire News, Alt News, and uh, these, this group of Italians described uh, the ability of the SARS-CoV-2 coronavirus to infect bacterial cells, uh, much in the way that uh, diphtheria works. Um, when a particular strain of bacteria uh, become infected with a bacteriophage, they will produce a toxin, um, which creates diphtheria. This is a similar situation with the SARS-CoV-2 virus. It also behaves as a bacteriophage and it can infect bacteria. And this group of Italians showed this conclusively and published their research um, two times now. Uh, they, they laid out the initial um, hypothesis, they proved it, it was peer-reviewed, and they went on to continue it, and it's still being continued now. Um, but the toxins that uh, these bacteria, m much of which is found in, in the human body, um, the toxins that are produced are in the class of, of venoms. And we first talked about this uh, back in March, and I was dubious because typically you, you, when you have a virus that infects mammals or eukaryotic cells, that same virus doesn't infect a prokaryotic cell, meaning a bacteria. Um, but when I started noticing people uh, in fall of last year coming down with so-called COVID and continuing to have, um, you know, get, getting better and then having a relapse, maybe four weeks, six weeks later, I began to suspect that there may be a bacterial component to it. And then this brought forth the Italian research again. And it's uh, likely that many people that keep, continue to have relapses with COVID and have these coagulation issues and neurological issues are actually being poisoned by their own bacteria, whether it's in the gut, whether it's in the uh, or, or oral um, cavities, um, 
on the skin. Uh, these bacteria are, are capable of reading the DNA or the genome, the RNA, in, in the SARS-CoV-2 virus, and as a consequence of that, producing uh, classes of peptides that, that are known to be venomous or, or in the same classes, various snake venoms and conotoxins. So this is not new. Uh, this is happening. The, the, these venomous toxi toxins or peptides have been known for some time now. Uh, and this may be the binary portion of, of the bioweapon. Uh, the virus can infect human cells. Mammals, mammal cells, mammalian cells, and it can also infect bacteria. And the bacteria side of it is, is probably more insidious because people stop looking um, once they've gotten over the initial infection. But if, if the bacteria have uptaken the virus, you've got a problem. Approximately. I, I, I'm not sure. I just have finished I, what I, I was saying and you weren't there. <laughs> did I play the example of the video example? I did not hear the example, no. Okay. All right. The whole idea of the documentary, we'll call it that, Watch the Water, was the water. You're drinking water. The idea that there was king cobra venom, uh, crate is another highly venomous snake, crate venom uh, in the water, peptides, sequences in the water. Uh, how... I guess the idea was people were supposed to understand that you can synthesize these things and, and put them either in the vaccine or maybe they were a part of the actual virus, the COVID virus. If you got infected, uh, you'd get it. But you were making the point that the venom is actually producible through the digestive bacteria in the human body, which most Correct. people would never dream of. Now, did I mention the two papers? Um, I, I, okay, well, yeah, I'll mention them have. again. I'll mention them again. There were two papers, and we actually read the first one on this program, March 15th of 2021, an Italian researcher's paper. Uh, vaccines will not work because SARS-CoV-2 is also entering bacteria. No one had thought about how SARS-CoV-2, the virus, could enter bacteria, except these Italian researchers. They followed that up with a second paper from March to July, and it said toxin-like peptides in plasma, urine, and fecal samples from COVID-19 patients. Okay? That's the second paper. Two papers. The point is the documentary Watch the Water was set up with, as I said, a trailer Two weeks, people were, where is it, where is it, building the audience anticipation and then putting the conversation out there. Well, the whole thing was predicated on it's in the water. It's in your tap water. We've been drinking the very poison which causes people to clot uh, or not clot, not be able to breathe, uh, lung problems, diaphragmatic breathing problems, paralysis. Venoms do a lot of different things to people. That was the gist of it. Subsequent to the release of that, there was a big uproar among some circles. People didn't like it. What, frankly, we didn't think it was probable at all or practical that they were putting snake venom in the municipal drinking water coast to coast or even in various areas around the country. 
where are you going to get all the snakes? I mean, it was not made clear that this was a synthetic idea. Venom could be synthesized and put in the water. It was just said that the water is the issue. Watch the water. Well, that created such a, an incredible uproar that Dr. Brian Artis went on Mike Adams, and it's called Dr. Artis Answers the Top Questions About Venom Theory. Well, what, what Dr. Artis did was basically buried the idea that there was anything to even worry about regarding water. He even said he wants to put the whole water issue away. Did you hear that? Did I play that when I was still connected? I, I did not hear it. Okay, well, then it didn't go. All right, and you've been on the whole time? Yes. Okay, all right. So here, I'm just going to play this because it's in uh, a new video from the Health Ranger, and it's Dr. Brian Artis. And let's, let's see what he says about the issue of water being a crucial component to the big interview that caused so much commotion. All right, so here we go. Story could be filled in by other people who are experts in their field. I'm not an expert in all fields. I'm not even an expert in water supply. So I just want to get this water supply out of the way. The one thing that's been the biggest negative has been the people talking about there's no way this is in the water. How do you, how can you even say they're poisoning the water with snake venom, blah, blah, blah. I want you. So you get the idea, okay? There was a big uproar about this, and, and the effort in this conversation is to put that aside, and he even says it, and I understand that. Uh, it's what we used to call in the business damage control. I'm not saying anything negative about anybody here. It's just a change in course to try to put something off the front burner. Here it is again. That Mike, you know when I brought this to you. I was hoping that any gaps that are filled in this like story could be filled in by other people who are experts in their field. I'm not an expert in all fields. I'm not even an expert in water supply. So I just want to get this water supply out of the way. The what? I just want to get this water supply out of the way. Okay. That's one way to do it, I guess, is just to deny it after that long interview promoted it. Five Here's the rest. That's been the biggest negative has been lots of people talking about there's no way this is in the water. How do you how can you even say they're poisoning the water with snake venom, blah, blah, blah. I want you to understand something. Water has not been my story. This is not even the biggest part of the story. Well, I think it is the biggest part of the story. That's what the, <laughs> the title of the was, feature film uh, was called Watch the Water. And everybody freaked out. And in the beginning of it, Dr. Artis before he was to reveal this, became so emotional, he had to stop himself. So, yes, he wants it to go away because it, it didn't fly. It just didn't work well with people. They didn't buy into the idea that someone's running around with gallons of king cobra and crate venom and pouring it in the local municipal water supply. It also turns out that I did read one report that cobra venom proteins actually dissipate, dissolve, if you will, in water in within 30 minutes. So it's not a very efficient way to, pro, to poison people and kill them. I'm okay, so you get the idea, right? He's walking it back. 
he's walking it back because he was either smoked out or maybe he was, how do I use this? How do I say this? Um, codependently conned, right? Because I think he came out with a whole line of supplements that were geared to deal with snake venom. I think that's true. So again, I think he got busted and there were too many people, too many smart people who pushed back against this. Remember, this was a very concerted effort, right? He had interviews, the first one with Stu Peters, the exclusive, plus the documentary that they hyped for two weeks, and Vandersteel, Scott McKay, Mike Adams, and I think he showed up on InfoWars with Owen Schroyer. He did three interviews with Mike Adams, three parts. Now, there, there were some things in, in the first interview that were kind of compelling. Like, he did get some things right around remdesivir, and how remdesivir was also mirroring this process, right? So there was some stuff that he got right, but he got a whole lot wrong, and now he's having to walk it back. Now, this connects into the South Node in Scorpio, because when you get into the South Node in Scorpio, you're dealing with what? You're dealing with things that are venomous like scorpions and snakes and venomous toads, like scorp the scorpion is poison. So you're dealing with poisons and toxins. And this is what they were doing. But because it's in the south node, you're going to get the south node representation, which is going to be dubious, right? Dubious. And this is one of the things that's going on with the nodes. With the true node in Taurus, you need prima facie evidence. Sorry, it's the way it is, right? That is the way it is. Because if you go down the rabbit hole with the South Node in Scorpio, you will wind up in a fucking pit of quicksand, just like artists did. So the snake venom thing in the water, the snake water, there might be a there there. Let me show you what I think that there is. Nobody's really talking about this. And I just kind of stumbled upon it. So, where is this thing that I found? Here we go. So, today's uh, image was uh, pulled from this blog, blog post called um, The Conversation. And it comes from uh, September of last year. How snake oil got a bad name. During the pandemic, the pejorative term snake oil salesman has been bandied about a lot. It's been used perhaps with a tinge of 1980s nostalgia to describe convicted fraudster and serial opportunist Jim Baker, whose colloidal silver solution required only some deft rebranding to become a specific curative for COVID-19. By the way, colloidal silver... It's not bad for you. You just don't want to drink it in abundance or else you'll turn into like a Pleiadian or something. For this, the televangelist found himself on the receiving end of multiple cease and desist letters, followed by lawsuits from several U.S. states. This past June, at least one suit was settled 
when Baker agreed to return the donations, his ministry of collecting exchange for his product. Then there are the snake oil salesmen of the Senate. The New York Times opinion piece labeled them. This referred to a collection of Republican senators and the medical experts they had invited to a hearing about hydroxychloroquine, a drug hyped early in the pandemic by Donald Trump as something that a really good feeling. Trump just should have stayed in his really good feeling. But he got moved off of that, right? He was, he was in on hydroxychloroquine early. He was citing the French studies, right? And then a little bit of pushback, radio silence. The opinion piece's author, um, Ashish Jha, the dean of the Brown University of Public Health, had warned at the hearing against deploying the drug against COVID. Uh, Dr. Peter McCullough, cardiologist at Baylor University, described Jha's testimony as reckless and dangerous for the nation. So you have differing opinions in the scientific world. And you should have differing opinions. Because if you just settle on one thing, we've seen what happened. Okay, so just to confuse matter, this is really interesting now, okay? Just to confuse matters, Floridian reptile squalene, actual snake oil, has been credibly proposed by scientists for use in COVID vaccines. Its use would serve double duty. It would help to boost the immune system response while also helping control the population of invasive Burmese pythons, ravaging wildlife populations in Florida's Everglades. So this gets into the whole snake oil thing, right? So it talks about how snake oil was actually a good thing. Until the late 19th century, snake oil actually had a decidedly uncontroversial existence. Across many cultures and countries and over several centuries, its qualities, among which are an abundance of omega-3 fatty acids, made it to the go-to medicine for many ailments. Though medical journals of the late 19th century denounced the stuff as one of the ancient medical delusions, imported from Europe, a more common attribution was to Native Americans who had purportedly passed on therapeutic knowledge of snake oil to early European settlers. There are other origin stories, one wildly popular and often published a late 19th century newspaper article credited African voodoo doctors as snake oil source. Another version had Chinese migrants bringing it with them in the 1840s, spreading across the country as they laid the tracks. Well, they don't lay the tracks. The tracks are already fucking here, okay? Sorry, a little editorializing. So, you know, there's this potential for snake oil to deal with rheumatism, deafness, catar, hay fever, cramps, pain, sore throat, et cetera. But then eventually the uh, FDA gets in well, different snake oils. The FDA comes in in 1906, Pure Food and Drug Act. There's where you get the FDA, right? It's like all this homeopathic alternative stuff that, by the way, old man Rockefeller made part of his fortune on and young man Rockefeller continues to use as a form of treatment, we're gonna outlaw this shit. Now, what's interesting is squalene. So they say that they use shark squalene for vaccines. Let's go here. 
to 2020, 2020. Vaccines and a little known product called squalene. All right, so this is from um, the European Marine Biological Resource Center, whose colors coincidentally reflect the colors of Ukraine. I don't know if they change them or not, but those are their colors. Who cares? So here we go. With COVID-19 vaccine, the talk of the town, we thought we should point out that some of the candidates are using squalene. And it turns out that squalene is used for lots of other things, textiles, food coloring, cosmetics, and more. When did squalene start being used in vaccines? 1997, to be exact. Chiron used it in the influenza vaccine. Other major pharmaceutical companies like GSK and Novartis began to rely on squalene for their seasonal flu and swine flu vaccines. While all sharks have squalene, the deep sea species have the biggest livers and thus the highest concentrations of the oil. We're talking the scalloped hammerhead, longfin, mako, and whale shark. Problem is those guys are vulnerable to extinction. What's the solution? Squalene can be removed from non-animal sources too, like olive oil, sugar cane, wheat germ, bacteria, and yeast yielding the, an ingredient that has identical chemical properties as a shark-based version, something to explore. Well, guess where, where else they can find squalene? Snake oil, snake venom. Oh, look who's here. Look who's here. He's doing a drive-by. Come on in. The show's about to end. It's about fucking time. He was on the floor the whole time. There he is. The astrological cat. So, now that we've determined that squalene is in the vaccines, because it is, it has been, where are they getting it from? Sharks? Weed germ? Bacteria, mold, fungus, snakes. Maybe the squalene that they're using is derived from a snake venom. We just saw that, right? The snake oil, high in squalene. They got a shit ton of snakes. All they need to do is harvest a pretty big batch and then they can synthetically replicate it. That's easy. That's really easy. I don't, I can't believe that nobody has really looked into this, you know, because there is a connection between squalene and snakes. And if it shows up inside the body, maybe it's the fucking squalene because it's in there. In addition to all the other stuff that Stu Peters, what's her name? Jane Ruby, Jane Rubenstein have been hyping for a long time. Oh, the graphene oxide. Man, there's a lot of graphene oxide in there. Oh, the hydra. Look at the fucking hydra, right? So they're hyping all this stuff, but all of a sudden now it's snake venom in the water. We're just going to leave that other stuff behind. You spent basically a year and a half pumping these other things that are in the vaccine. Oh, we're just going to move on to snake venom in the water, right? So is there a there there? Quite possibly but it's not in the water. If anything, it's in the fucking squalene. And nobody's talked about that. Like I listened to that interview with Rents 
and I think another one, and they didn't mention this. So I'm trying to figure out why is this so hard for people to miss? It took me about five minutes to figure it out when I just decided to go down that little rabbit hole. Okay. Um, I was about to talk about um, that shit bag, Alan Dershowitz. I'll save that for tomorrow. I have plenty to say about Alan Dershowitz, who now has a rumble channel. Talk about snake. I can't believe this guy is held in high regard and is somewhat esteemed by so-called conservatives and people that value freedom. Oh, like he's a, he's a real constitutionalist. And he put the con in constitutionalist. What do you say, Jasper? What do you say, Jasper? All right. Thanks for being here. Hope that gets you a little fired up today. That was my intent. Today is a fire up kind of day. So join me again here tomorrow on uh, 15 minutes flame, 9, 11 a.m. If you want to stop by and hang out with the best chat group on the internet, Chartaria. And um, yeah, if not, you can watch the show there. I do upload most of the shows to Rumble. I have a channel on Rumble. 15 Minutes of Flame is the channel on Rumble. You can find stuff there. I also have a, another channel there that is not a channel. So, of course, we have the, uh, the podcast, which I will post almost directly after this show. All right. That's it. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being you. Don't give up. Stay in the game. Stay in the fucking game, okay? That's part of this. Stay in the game, and we will watch these people eat themselves because it happens. Historically, it happens. Now, the one thing I will say about that is that's usually when they stop getting the money. When the system fails and they don't have enough money, they will eat themselves. Now, they have a lot of funny money and a lot of uh, Federal Reserve notes to keep them afloat. So it delays that a little bit, but it only delays it. We will witness the greatest cannibalism, the greatest political, socio-political cannibalism we've ever seen. It's on its way. It's coming. Just stay in the game. All right. We have, to, we have to outlast these fuckers. All right. Use your head in order to discern what's real. Your heart to stay when it's possible. I'm Robert Phoenix. Myself and Jasper. Take care and bye for now.